and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body. It's um, seen that uh, talking with lost people, that uh, they, they have an understanding, even though they say they don't believe in God. Speaking with a couple of people, I won't say names, but they'll say, well, if I stand before God and he doesn't accept me, then he'll shake his fist. Said other words, but that's what he meant. So this is somebody who doesn't believe in God. But if if he does stand, or so there's something within this flesh that knows it is God. And in rebellion, our flesh will shake our fist at God. Um, so if you look at that. He understands that he's dead, the body is dead, but there's something still speaking to God. What is that? He knows something inside of us knows. Body's already dead, but there's something still speaking to God. It's the soul. He doesn't even realize. They don't realize that there there is that second life, which is the soul. That lives within inside the body. Um, but they lack the fear of God, the knowledge of God, which God gives us His word so that we can learn those things. That is a fear, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hand of the living God. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 44. It is sown a natural body and it is raised or it is it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Which is the soul. There was something that uh, I was thinking about uh, on Friday night when I was going through some scripture, God indwells both the body and the soul. He says that he sends his Holy Spirit that, which lives inside of us, which becomes our helper. Uh, I thought that I never seen that or had that thought before that he, in, he indwells the soul because it goes on to say in other scripture that he purchased. He purchased that. Um, in our present body, 
our present bodies are corruptible, perishable, right. per and prone to decay and death. Um, one day, we will receive a new body, right. which will not die. Let's go to Philippians 3. Or 320, I'm sorry. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto the glorious body, his glorious body, which is Christ, according to the working whereby he is able to even to subdue all things unto himself. So, we're going to have a glorified body, which he will be. He will be. Let's go to Second Corinthians, chapter four, verse sixteen. which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. He, re he renews our commitment to serving Christ. Don't, don't forsake your eternal reward because of the intensity of today's pain, stress, or environment of society. Our weaknesses allow the resurrection power of Christ to strengthen us. Don't let our weaknesses allow the resurrection power of Christ to strengthen us moment by moment. I mean, this flesh, it just wants to take over. We have the Holy Spirit, and without the Holy Spirit, we just fell in love. We did what we did. To do what the carnal man wanted to do, and it was, it wasn't a problem. It wasn't a problem. Now it's a problem. Now this, when this flesh wants to go do something that's ungodly, unclean, uh, there's a the spirit of God within us that says you cannot do that. And and we must resist. It says resist the devil and he will flee. Good. That's that's the power within us that He gives us. Um, let's go to First Peter chapter two verse eleven. First Peter chapter two. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. So, before having the Holy Spirit, it condemned our flesh, condemned the soul. Because we 
had no problem saying we had no problem living in sin and it condemned our souls every single thing praise the lord that's what christ paid for. um Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19. I want to show you a mirror image of what the flesh, of the flesh, of this carnal body, what it loves to do, what it loves to live in, what it bathes itself in, or shall I say, what we bathed ourselves. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness. Reveal and such like are of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So even though we think we do good things in the flesh. This is what we really, this is what we really, hatred, wrath, adultery. Scripture says that if a man looks unto a woman to lust after, he's committed adultery in his heart. Those are the things that this flesh loves to do without the spirit of God. And we, we really don't fight against it again. We really don't fight against it without the spirit of God. There's nothing wrong. It's just human. Just the way man does things. Mankind does. Things. And that's true. That's true to the very core of our flesh. Uh, let's go to Matthew 26. Six, verse 41. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation, but the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. I loved it when uh, Paul said that the things that I wish to do, that I do not, and the things that I don't wish to do, those are the things that I do. That's the, the natural man. That's our carnal flesh. That's the body, the physical body. Jesus used Peter's uh, drowsiness in, this, in the scripture to warn him about the kinds of temptation he would face the ways to overcome the temptation is to be alert 
do it and pray be being alert and being aware of your position or possibilities of temptation and being spiritually equipped to fight it temptation strikes where we are most vulnerable we can't resist it alone but god's strength can shore up our defenses and defeat Satan's powers. That's that's our our defense. The Holy Spirit says, "Think about this. Pause. Think about this. Don't do it." And we have the power to overcome come the flesh. That's the great thing. And He's not going to come when you're on the hilltop, mountaintop, serving God. He's going to come when you're getting beat up, when you're being tried to cause you to question that if God loves you, why are you doing this, God? Why has this happened? That, those are the times where Satan is going to cause you to or tempt you to fall. Those are the times where we can really rely on God. That's when we know he's really there. He strengthens us through those times. I know there's a period in my life you now I really went through it about 12 years ago and uh, laying in my bed, screaming, not screaming at God, but screaming, why? I love you, Lord. I'm a Christian. I'm yours. Why would this, how could this be your will? A year later, I understood it. And to this day, I am I am so grateful for that. Because without those things happening, I wouldn't have understood how much and seen to this day how much he really loved to relieve me of those that certain situation, those things going on. He brought me through brought something to my life that I was really praying for at this time, but it took a trial to try this flesh to say, are you really, are you really, do you really want to be faithful even when you don't understand? And he strengthened this flesh to overcome and, and, and bid off, flee from the appearances of sin, the temptations of sin, and say, I'm going to walk. And he does that for everybody. Everybody. And does that mean every believer stays faithful? Unfortunately, not every believer. And now, not only do you have to deal with the, the mess of the flesh from certain situations, but the mess of the flesh that's caused when you decide, I'm not going to walk with God. It's hard. The consequences of sin are inevitable, uncalculable, and always up to God. God is always the one that 
says, this is what's going to happen because that your actions here. And this is what's going to happen because of your actions to follow me. Where are we? Where are we going to, or what are we going to do when it, when those trials come? And it's not to say I've been perfect again. He knows I have, I have, but my soul or the spirit of God dwells desires for me to, to overcome those temptations and thoughts. So one day, this flesh, the natural body, is going to perish. And the soul is going to stand before God. Our spiritual body. The physical body is is the flesh and the spiritual body is the soul. The physical body is always called the outward man. And the spiritual body is, is also called the inward man. Who are we as Christians, as believers, following We should fear God, who is able to destroy the body and the soul. Do you fear God? Or do you fear death? Telling a couple of brothers the other night, I, you know, we're having a conversation at work about death. Happened to, there, you know, it was about the old times when somebody passed away. They didn't really know if they were dead. You know, the body appeared to be dead. So what they would do is they'd put you in a casket, put a string, and bury you. And the, the, the bell started ringing. You were, you were still alive. And there would be night, night watch, man on night watch. And they would have to try and hurry up and dig you up before you died. But what if somebody fell asleep or didn't hear or you're buried alive? That was... But in that instant, we're having that conversation, and like just this devastating fear came over me of being in a casket <laughs> and being buried alive. But then, instantaneously, the Holy Spirit said, "You won't be there. Your your soul will not be in that body. It's going back to the. It's going back to the." I thank God for that uh, that victory God's given. You know, thank God. We're going to speak on. Let's go to uh, Hebrews chapter nine, verse twenty-seven.
and it is appointed unto man once to die. But after this judgment, though Christ was once offered to bear the sins of men, and unto that them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Um, fear, fear not. And it is appointed unto man once to die. We don't have to worry about the, the future. We know. We know we're going to die. There's not one person on earth who's going to avoid that or that the death. So we don't have to fear that. We know. We know. Our time will come. But we have a greater hope in, in Christ. I asked a, a, a friend of mine at work the other day, where's your hope? You know, is it in building your house, making your house better? Um, what about after all? Where's your hope? He's the one that was shaking. He doesn't accept me. Where's your hope? He, he couldn't answer. Where is the hope of Jesus? There is. There is. Romans, let's go to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, says this. Wherefore, as one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. We know that we're going to die because we inherited a sin curse that we freely gave into. We sin. There's not one, one man on earth who hasn't sinned. Not one human being on earth who has it. We, we are going to die. Yeah, and you can know. What are you going to do when that day comes? Let's go to Romans chapter 7. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For two will is present, or to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. I find not. There's no good thing that dwells in me. But it's weird. I'm a good person. We can say it. But we don't know. We don't realize what good is. The flesh thinks. Flesh thinks, oh, I gave the homeless guy five bucks. That's a good thing. <laughs> you know, we, we can justify what we can consider good. But God justifies what is truly good. He 
tells us what is truly true. And let's go to verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who's going to deliver? Christ is going to deliver. I, I know that. Don't ask me how I know that. I know because I trust in his word. But I have a comfort within me. Because it's of God. It's the mystery of God. And I praise the Lord for that. Our hope is in Go to First Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one. For all flesh For all flesh is as grass And all the glory of man As flowers of grass The grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. The, the grass withereth. Mine's, when I, I, two months ago, I started going to the gym every morning before work to get this flesh, you know, <laughs> some type, type of working ability. Okay. And, and more and more I realize, oh, it's so hard. You know, and I see, I see, younger generation, see my generation and I see the older generation still going around. They're still trying to keep this flesh, this flower <laughs> looking like a flower, but it's withering. No matter what I do, no matter what we do, it's going to die. We're going, it's going to wither. And it's more evident today at 52 years old than it was at 20, 25 years old. So it's it's um, harder and harder every day. But it, the, the comfort of drawing closer and closer to God right, overcomes that, uh, that mind, our mentality, our mind, uh, our thoughts. Let's go to Genesis, Genesis 3.19. In the sweat of thy face shall thou, shall thou eat bread, Till thou return to the ground, for out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and dust shalt thou return. We we're going to the grave. We're going to return back to the ground which God created us. 
there's a there's some comfort in that. He tells us the beginning and the end of our life. We can glory in God's hope through that. We can let let this body lay to rest. I've been at the bedside of a couple good friends that were older men and see the peace that passeth no understanding on their face. No, I'm going to be with them. There was no fear. There was no uh, doubt. They understand and they found there was a comfort in God. And I praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. This body's going to die. Again, this, this physical body is temporal. And it's going to perish. God is preparing us for that. And our hope is in him. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. This will be the last verse. Chapter 15. Verse 15. No, now this I say, brother, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit corruption. Physical body has no eternal promise, no eternal salvation. No eternal hope. The physical body cannot live for forever. It must die. Death passed upon all, all men. All sin. The Bible says the physical body comes. The physical body came from the dust. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. There is no eternal life for the physical body. But there is eternal life for your soul. That's what we have to understand. Even the, even the lost know they don't realize it though, but when they say, well, when, when I, he can send me to hell because I'm going to be running mates with whatever, they don't even comprehend that they're already admitting that there's something after leaving the earth. They don't even know that. What they don't realize is hell is a punishment. The body is going there to be punished. I mean, soul is to be punished for their sin. They don't. It don't have to be that way. They can come to Christ and, and receive Christ. They can. Surrender. They can come to the truth.
As Christians, some Christians will say this, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, I can freely sin. Or freely do things to the, the body which Christ lives in, he is bought and paid, already this will free. What, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Wherefore, glorify God in your body, in your spirit, which are God. Some Christians think that they can continue doing certain things, acting certain ways, um, partaking in certain things, which some, you know, some might say isn't Sin. But he does require us not to partake in sin. You know, should we be using drugs, partaking in an alcohol, watching certain putting that into this body? No, because by doing that, we're subjecting Christ to that sin. And it's sin. He says that. This body is no longer yours. So what should we do? Maybe we should go to the gym to take care of it a little bit. Eat a little better. Not partake in certain, certain things that go in through the eyes or go in through the ears. Um, because the, the Holy Spirit lives inside us. Um, it's not to say that we're still going to die. But there is a Holy Spirit, a Holy God. <clears throat> so we need to treat this flesh, although it is going to die, it is going to perish, going back to the, the ground. We should tend to this vessel as if it was still as if it belongs to God. We don't have the freedom to sin. We have the honor right. to serve God. So this physical body is going to die. Our soul is going to carry on, whether it be in hell or in heaven.